What's up, guys? Check out daydreamermedia.com and Ian, hit the beat. What's chilling, y'all? It's your boy, Big Gain. JJ, I'm here with y'all today with me. Ryan, thank you for doing that plug today. I got you, buddy. Where can the people follow you? You can follow me at R-O-K-K-O. Daydreamer. And Keone is here with me. Hello, everybody. It is I, me, again, from this and things and you can i actually started tweeting things again so it's not false platitudes anymore <laughs> i i made a point to do that and so you can check me out and those tweets plus more on daydreamer keone on twitter nice and you guys can follow me at jj daydreamers you guys can follow our show at ff daydreamers on twitter as well today we have some news for you some waiver wire ads and then our week nine recap So let's get into the news. The Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds suffered a high ankle sprain. It looks like he's going to miss some time. Looks like it'll be about three to four weeks. James Conner going to step into this role like he did on Sunday? Yes, he had been 100%. Yeah, he had been the guy kind of, he was at least the touchdown touchdown guy before that. So now he's just the yards guy as well. So. Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians says wide receiver Antonio Brown is still in a walking boot and does not appear as if he will be ready for week 10. So just another week without AB. Arians also said he's not confident that tight end Rob Gronkowski will be available in week 10 either. Can we just move on from Rob Gronkowski now? Um, yes. Although I would keep an eye like on, you know, his situation, because if you ever need a streaming tight end, that he's always a definite possibility depending on the matchup. So maybe, yeah, get rid of him for now or don't worry about him for now, but keep an eye out him on him for like the waiver wire and stuff like that. Cause he is a good streaming option, but also Bruce Arians is a bitch. <laughs> Yes, Bruce Arians, bitch. Also, yeah, I agree. Uh, when Rob Gronkowski does play, he is definitely a an option in fantasy. But, I mean, he's played... He came out and played in one game since week three, and he got injured in that game, having back spasms. So I don't think it's worth holding him through all these injuries. Dolphins wide receiver Will Fuller will not play on Thursday night. It's just, I mean... He's just not playing, so. Bill's running back. Zach Moss is in concussion protocol. We'll see how he progresses through that, through the week. And we'll update you guys on Thursday's podcast as to where Zach Moss stands. Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold is considered day-to-day with a shoulder injury. Matt Rule. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say day-to-day being horrible. (laughs) Well... (laughs) That rule would not be <laughs> the starter. cause of his injury. Yeah. Just, just being horrible. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Head coach Matt Rule. I mean, it yeah. really helped. We'll not name him the starter. Yeah. Got CM- 
it helps that they got CMC back though. Like, yeah, but still, yeah, Sam Darnold is, um, as, as Ryan said, maybe, it, um, I mean, it was probably Adam Gase, but maybe it was also Sam Darnold. Yeah. A so. little bit of, a little bit of a, a little bit of B. Um, and our last little bit of news, the Browns have waived wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, it's reported that he will probably clear waivers, meaning he won't get picked up by a team and he will hit free agency and be free to f- sign a contract with whatever team he would like or whatever team will have him. Mm. I we've we talked about Odell last week and so <laughs> You know yeah. how we kind of feel about him, and but I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot. He is a lot. Yeah, the the thing is, is he is so talented. He just is such a diva that he needs mm. he needs so much. Uh, so, yeah. Ryan, you got something? But go to the Eagles, Odell. Go to the Eagles. That's all that matters. Go to the Eagles. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, Odell, which you should, because you might play fantasy football, just go to the we're Eagles. We're going to tag you in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll do it for our news for today. Let's move on to our waiver wire. So first, is there anyone you guys couldn't use for our waiver wire list? They're over 33% rostered that you would be looking at to add before someone you put on your list. Yes. Who's that? I have three names. Okay. Um, do you, uh, I will go with the, I guess probably my main one um, just because he's the most available. Uh, go with Kenyon Drake. He like since so-and-so left, he has been getting the ball a lot. He's been getting past the ball a lot and they're utilizing both him and Josh Jacobs to a to a good degree so he is a viable flex option for your team he's 60 percent rostered so he's you know 40 percent of leagues he's still available yeah i have Kenyon drake on my list as well you have you have a few other names oh yeah yeah um james connor obviously um like this week really like he made a statement and but before if you looked at his stuff before that you you know what he's capable of uh and you know we said Chase Edmonds, he might be out for a few weeks, so he's probably going to be the main guy in the backfield there, although he is 82% rostered, so far less available. And then my last guy really made me kind of mad because I dropped him, and then he just goes off this week, Devonta Smith, 83.6% rostered. Um, maybe well, pick- Don't pick him back up. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. he's like, you never know, but he has he has the potential to have great games. Yeah, the Eagles are frustrating. Um, I also have Michael Gallup, the wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys. He's forty nine point six percent rostered right now. He's coming back off an injury. He looked really good before the injury. He's missed a lot of time though. Um, I don't know if I would start him up this week, but I think uh, he could definitely be an add and stash guy. Another person, uh, Devin Singletary. Buffalo Bills running back. He's 58.4% rostered. As, we, as I said, Zach Moss is in concussion protocol. If Zach Moss doesn't play this week, Devin Singletary is for sure going to be the guy. And then um, Kenyon Drake, as Keone said, and then Christian Kirk. 
from the Arizona Cardinals. He's still only 54.6% rostered. I think he's definitely a favorite of ours here on the podcast. We've been talking about him week in, week out. Christian Kirk, go at him. He finally got above that 33% rostered. And so, uh, but still, 54.6. I mean, he's almost available in half half of leagues. Go, go pick up Christian Kirk. Uh, two for me. Uh, just because I think he'd be really streamable next week. Uh, Carson Wentz playing against the Jags. They just had the biggest win of their season, and it's about to be a letdown. And then uh, Jameson Crowder. I mean, the Jags defense is going to have a letdown. That's so they're going to get destroyed. Yeah, I got you. And I got Jameson you. Crowder, right? 33.4. Just going over the mark by 0.4. But he's 37 targets in five games. He's, what is that, Monster. three different quarterbacks, yeah. too? Yeah, he's he's the main guy there. I know I know there's more got touchdowns, but um he's gets targeted a lot. If you need someone who's gonna get you five seven targets, maybe even five catches, fifty yards, maybe he gets to the end zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good for me. Yeah, definitely a, a safe floor uh, player right there. I love it. Let's move on to our top three. Now these are thirty-three percent rostered or fewer in in the leagues so keone you want to start us off who is number one on your list well speaking of jameson crowder and the new york football jets i'm gonna go with elijah moore who is 15.3 percent rostered and this is not just because he had you know the two touchdowns in this past game that's a part of it but before that in five out of his seven games that he's played he's had at least six targets and depending on who the quarterback is, because I think that's the biggest factor in this, because you never know with, um, I even forgot his name. Who was the starting quarterback Zach initially Wilson. in the season? <laughs> Zach Wilson. He might He's come a back. memory not, now. I don't know. Yeah, for real, though, because I, I was just focused on uh, Mike White and his, you know, presence. But then he had a, he heard a circuit in his hand. So he had Josh Johnson come in and he, so I, I think for in all likelihood, likelihood, he might be the guy who's playing next week. We'll see. Um, but if it's him, then he was really going to Elijah Moore and he, you know, he, they have a good connection and they have, that's how they had the two touchdowns. So if that's the case, then Elijah Moore, he's young, he's fast. He seems open a lot and they have a, they face Miami and, or I, uh, this, uh, I think the it's not a great matchup um, because it's Buffalo, I think. Yes. But then it's Miami and Houston after that. So those are good matchups for a receiver. I like it. Um, yeah. He is number two on my list, Elijah Moore. So uh, I'll add a little bit more but whenever I get to him. But my number one is Rashad Bateman, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. He's 25% rostered. And this Ravens offense, this passing offense is just Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, and Rashad Bateman. That's it. He's gotten six or more targets in all three games he's played in this season. He's playing in 63% or more snaps in all three games. The Ravens team has gotten better at passing the ball this season. Bateman is just getting into it, just getting into the swing of things as he missed the most of the beginning of the season. This offense is just going to get better. He's going to get better. He hasn't gotten into the end zone yet, but I expect that to change. He's only a rookie. So, um, yeah, Richard Bateman. All right, my first guy, Big Pat 
Fryer yeah. move, baby. I'm always in the tight ends. Uh, two touchdowns last night on Monday Night Football. And he plays against Detroit. That's all you need to know. He plays against Detroit. <laughs> Really that's, looks that's like, a, like a Heath Miller out there. I <laughs> <laughs> just waiting. Ah, yes. Oh, I was waiting for JJ to say, Good, I'm going to buy his jersey like Heath Miller. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I like Pat Frymuth. I mean, there, he just barely makes the, makes the cut. 32.9% rostered. Um, he's out there scoring touchdowns. He looks real nice out there. Um, let me just cover Elijah Moore real quick. He's number two on my list. The last three weeks, he's gotten six or more targets. Last three weeks, he scored 9.7 or more fantasy points. He's gotten in the end zone three times in that in that same three weeks as well. This Jets team is down a lot and has to throw the ball a lot to come back. Now, Keone said this matchup against the Bills doesn't look that good, which it doesn't. On paper, it does not look good, but I expect the Jets to be down this week against the Bills meaning that they will have to throw the ball more. Elijah Moore will probably benefit from that, has a big chance of getting in the end zone. So, yeah, I like Elijah Moore. Garbage time. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Uh, my number two guy is Jordan Howard of the, uh, of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He is 8.5% rostered. This is somewhat of a, like a, we'll see, and it's, it's not, it's not based on him. It's based on how the Eagles work. But in the past two weeks, he's had 12 touches and then 17 touches respectively. And he has three touchdowns in that span. So I don't know what the Eagles are doing with their running backs because it seems like the guy that you want to play over the like the past two weeks is just not the guy getting the ball. You know, because we had that two weeks ago with with Kenny uh, Gainwell. And then last week, I know we said to pick up Boston Scott a lot. And then he didn't really do all that much, even though he did have 10 touches. Uh, he didn't do a lot with it. But Jordan Howard is doing stuff with his touches. So hopefully they don't make it a trifecta and do something not well with him this week. But I think Jordan Howard is going to be a guy who gets a lot of touches and potentially gets in the end zone, which is the most important part. And yeah, I think he's kind of their replacement for Miles Sanders right now. Can I just say, uh, wait, 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 wait. Can I I'm just sorry, say, go. Sorry, go. I understand the pickup. I understand mm-hmm. adding him. He is the guy that the Eagles are using. He gets in the end zone. I don't want to do it. That is throw up in my mouth. Tastes bad. I do not want to play Jordan Howard. I I agree with what you're saying, Keone, but I'm not going to follow it. I'll just tell you that right now. I think I think in full PPR leagues, I wouldn't pick him up. But in half PPR or standard, I would pick him up. He just gets the ball around go. the end just zone I, is all the time. But that's not true, though. That's not I, not. I mean, the Chargers. He was running literally yeah. like. It seemed like he was the number oh, one. Oh yeah, he has. Seen, um, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. He, I agree with Keone. He has seemed like he's the number one. Like, but yeah, I wouldn't pick him up in full PPR. He has no value um, passing or catching, catching the ball. ball yeah. uh, but for me, my next one, and this is if Latavius Murray is out again, but uh, Devontae Freeman, three straight games with a touchdown this week. Uh, he also had four or thirteen rushing attempts. Um, and he's going against Miami next week. Miami has a bad run defense. I think the Ram or sorry, the Ravens will run all over them. I think he is in the end zone again. 
Uh, if Latavius Murray does play, I probably would come back and not. I'm not sure if I would pick Freeman up, but I would take the chance on the Ravens' number one back against um, Miami. No worry about Le'Veon Bell. No, I mean, I think they rushed enough for the both of them, okay. for all of them, whoever the back. I mean, Le'Veon got in the end zone this week, too. Yeah. So, but Miami's defense sucks. I mean, their run defense sucks. They have good corners. Very true. Very true. They've also been sucking. <laughs> Keone, who is your third player? So my third player, it's a bit repetitive because we, I think I talked about him last week, but he's still under 33% rostered. So it's Ty Johnson. And I know uh, that game was really ugly to watch um, in terms of like just in general, uh, but he, he found a way to get in the end zone. So that's, that's great. And I know they didn't like him and both Michael Carter didn't get as many catches as we kind of touted them for being able to get, you know, those check down passes, but I also didn't expect Mike white to uh, get like his motherboard hurt. So that's, that's where the checkdowns were, but still, I think they're, I think he and Michael Carter are viable options. And even with Josh Johnson as, as the quarterback and seeing as he's had 10 plus fantasy points the past four weeks, depending on your scoring. So he's a consistently good flex option. So Ty Johnson. Yeah. Ty Johnson definitely makes my list. Um, just not this top three. Cause you're right. He's, he's getting passing down work. I like it. My third player, you know, Benjamin Arizona Cardinals running back. He's 0.1% rostered. As we said, Chase Edmonds went down on the first play of the Cardinals game. While James Conner took came in and took the, the lead back role, you know, Benjamin did get some work and he will continue to get some work for the next few weeks. He carried the ball nine times for 39 yards. He scored a touchdown. This offense is just so high powered, even without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, that anyone who is getting touches should be rostered. So, you know, Benjamin, for the next few weeks. Uh, for me, Don People Jones, which Odell leaving. Uh, this is also his second straight game with getting over 80 yards and a touchdown. Not well, his second straight game because he was hurt for two games, two games in the middle. But uh, he doesn't get a lot of targets, so the volume isn't there. But it seems like he's a deep guy for Baker. Uh, and there's going against New England. And I think Jarvis will be taken out of the game. And I think that they're going to be able to run and throw play action to one deep pass for Jones. So it's only 5% rostered. I think it's more of a, a kind of a Hail Mary play, but I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Is there anyone you guys are dropping this week? Someone that I've said before uh, that I'll dropping, say again, uh-uh. Mike Davis. Atlanta, mm, yes, Atlanta Falcons yes, sure. running back, 74% rostered still. Cordero Patterson is that guy in Atlanta. You do not need to roster Mike yeah. Davis. Give Wayne Gallman a chance. <laughs> Gallman the ball man. Please, for the love of God, give me a chance. I think uh, I would drop all Chicago running backs other than Montgomery um, since Montgomery's back. Is, I mean, this is his first game back, and he was on the field like most of the time. So Herbert Williams, I don't know if I would still be able to roster him at this time. 
Um, if Jordan Lewis played the game, I would drop Aaron Jones. I'm just kidding. But man, Jordan Love, screw you, bro. Dump it down one oh, time man. for Jordan me. Jordan Love did not look good, okay. though. <laughs> no, yeah, he didn't look ready. Yeah. He wasn't ready. <laughs> um, I, would, you, would you drop uh, Chuba Hubbard, or are you still keeping him as an insurance policy in case? Oh, I'm still CMC? keeping him as the insurance policy, if, especially if I'm the one who rosters CMC. Um, mm-hmm. I'm for sure still keeping him. He did still get scored nine fantasy points or something like that, so he didn't yeah, he caught a long yeah. pass. He's, plus stuff. Yeah. yeah. So no, yeah, I'm still holding on to, to Chuba Hubbard, uh, especially because CMC did work and he came in and looked good. He just didn't get in the end zone. Um, it's not. It wasn't the 30 points that you want from CMC, but he still got a hundred total yeah. yards though. So that's like all right. We're yeah. He's, he's still a really like good football keeping- player. Yeah. Right, that's like him with training wheels on. It's like, oh yeah, hundred yard game, whatever. I'm I'm easing into things. It's like Jesus, man. Yeah. Anyone else you guys are dropping? No, okay. I don't think so. Let's move on to the week nine recap. What are two takeaways you guys had from this week's slate of games? Uh, week nine in general was kind of boring. I felt like uh, I felt like there's a lot of bad games. Even in college football, a lot of the better teams didn't perform that well. I just felt like week nine was just like a jinx for everyone. And then uh, my second takeaway, don't pick up Robbie Anderson like I did in <laughs> the league. Pick up I thought I thought it was going to work. Ooh, what? Why? <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to become a reporter right now. I'm going to become a reporter. Who, what, when, where, and why, bro? Why did you do that? Why would you pick up Robbie Anderson? We've been telling you all season long on the I podcast. Just, I know. Should I should I listen to our own advice? Probably. Yes. Please. Was I in a bind? Was there not a lot of people available? Did I also pick up Mo Ali Cox, who got me only two point eight points? Yes, I did. And I did. Did I win this league? Yes, I did by point three. So hats <laughs> off. Hats off to you. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, I will say that luck favors those who put in the work. So you got lucky, Ryan, because you put in the work. (laughs) That's the only reason. Otherwise, those are some bad moves. Yeah, they were 100%. Should I, should I have listened to my own advice? I don't don't hate the Mo Alley Cox move. Going against the Jets, but. Oh my God, Brad, the heartbreak of seeing a offensive lineman and Jack Doe both get touchdowns. And it not be Mo Ali Cox. Oh man! And then to see, I only watched that Patriots Panthers game for like a few minutes. But man, to see the only play I saw on the field of Robbie Anderson was him trying to tackle that pick <laughs> six. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm so oh, stupid. Man. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> what was your second takeaway? Oh, I didn't. I didn't have one really. I was just making fun of myself. You gotta make. Gotta have a good time. Oh, okay. Gotta have a good time. All right, my first takeaway was Tim Patrick, the wide receiver from the Denver Broncos. He finished as a wide receiver five on the week, despite Jerry Judy being back. Tim Patrick actually ran one more snap than Jerry Judy did this week in a game where the Broncos just handled the Dallas Cowboys. Tim Patrick led the team in receiving yards and scored the only receiving touchdown for the Broncos. 
He's been a great waiver wire ad this season. He's the wide receiver 28 right now, and he's still only 24.4% rostered. So he could probably still be added a little bit. Now, yes, Jerry Judy should step back into being a top two wide receiver on this role. Him and Cortland Sutton should should be the one two there. Moving Tim Patrick back to the third wide receiver, but Tim Patrick will clearly have a role in this offense all season, despite the talent in the Broncos wide receiver room. You're going to have to pick and choose when to play him now, but he needs to be rostered. And you could definitely have him as a bi-week fill-in. My second takeaway was Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert finished as the QB one on the week. He threw for 356 yards, two touchdowns. He ran one in. That was a big boy run touchdown. And I have Justin Herbert on a lot of teams this season. He's the QB seven right now, which seems great, but it has been a lot of ups and downs with Justin Herbert. He has three games over 30 fantasy points but he has four games under 15 fantasy points. He's literally either balling out or killing your week, especially at the quarterback position under 15 fantasy points really hurts. And would yes, you trade him away? That is what I was getting to. If, if you could get, Oh, yeah. I can read your mind, bro. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. That's what I'm getting to is Justin Herbert. You can, he's the QB seven right now. He's getting these 30 point games. He is killing it, but 13 points, 11 points, 11 points again, 14 points twice. Oh man. It is. Yeah. I would, I would go ahead and trade Justin Herbert. If you can, you have to, so get, you, you have afterwards? to get e- someone a little either, more consistent, either a, a good quarterback and a probably a package. So a, a flex wide receiver and a, a pretty decent quarterback. Someone more consistent, yeah. Or someone with rushing ability. I'll trade you I'm Colt McCoy and Christian Kirk for Justin Herbert Colt right McCoy. now. Colt McCoy out there doing his thing, bro. I was proud Colt of him. That, that's for you too, though. That Texas is, out here, bro. Really. I... <laughs> Come on, Corey finishing the top 12 this week, bro. No, but oh, not Cole McCoy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. I, I'm going to have to go look because this is something that I'm actually going to go do is go look and try to trade away Justin Herbert in a couple of my leagues. Keone. I'm just going to say, I appreciate both your, uh, your takeaways because one, I said Cortland Sutton was a sit for the week, so he didn't do well. And part of that is because of Tim Patrick. So I'm uh I'm four and zero over the past four weeks in those. So that's yeah, true. It was not because no. of the Cowboys defense either because no, they didn't play that good. <laughs> and then uh, Justin Herbert saved me in Dynasty because it's a two QB league, and my other quarterback was Josh Allen. So Justin Herbert really really helped. Nice. But uh, my first takeaway. Speaking of that, is the Josh Allens. Mm. One was really good, but one was really bad. Uh, again, I guess we have Scott Hansen of Red Zone to thank for that because he spoke it into existence. He might have had it on his his vision board or something, but he made it, it he made it happen. Um, and you know, so there's a lesson for you kids. Speak things into existence. 
as as long as they're positive things. Don't don't speak negative things into existence because it's bad. Don't do that. Uh, we only want positive positive things coming into the world right now. But anyways, um, he spoke about it in the way of no defensive player has sacked somebody with the same exact name. Well, not only did Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars sack Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, he intercepted him and he got the fumble recovery from Josh Allen. So we, I think we just witnessed something that will probably never happen again or is incredibly unlikely to happen again. And um, it, it made a delightful story for what was really, really just a bad game that saw Josh Allen, uh, the quarterback, have three turnovers. And as I quote, he played like shit. Um, so I feel bad for my fellow Josh Allen managers who might not have been in the same situation as me where he was in my two QB league, but uh, it was a bad game and he's going to get, he's going to move on from it. And so don't freak out. Um, yeah. And maybe you had people step up to the level of the defensive Josh Allen, hopefully. So you got that win. My second takeaway is that the Browns are better without Odell. Let me talk at you for a minute. Hey girl, you finally got out of that toxic relationship and it looks good on you. He had a great game where Baker Mayfield spread the ball around, throwing to a total of eight different pass catchers. Look at you, not having to worry about catering to one Pacific receiver right now. It's not good for fantasy, but that's all right. You do you. You got time now. Let's not forget about Nick Chubb, because the Chubb train was full steam ahead. Choo-choo. With over 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, that's what we like to see. And we can't forget about that defense. Ooh, that defense, girl. It looked great with five sacks and three turnovers, including a pick six so good I had to look back at it. Yeah, that was nice. So I bet that, feel, I bet that felt real good. Everything was working in sync and you even defeated your division rival to win the Battle of Ohio. So take a deep breath, you've earned it. Now the sky is clear for you to make a a play at the playoffs like you did without you know who <laughs> last year. But remember how good that felt? Yeah, do it again because there's no more burdens in your way. You're looking good, girl. Yes, there you go. Well, now we know why you were against the free Odell shorts because you are a Baker Mayfield and Cleveland, Cleveland Brown stand, huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I just had to talk a little tender. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not even near it. Still felt dirty. I'm in the next room. Didn't want to be here anymore. I'm at the closest computer leave right now. All right. So uh, Keone loved that. What is something else uh, we loved from this week? Ryan. Can we do hates first? Because I can nope. say I hated that part right there. Nope, we're only doing love. So go ahead and... Uh... <laughs> Uh, for me, what did I love? I mean, I love that Justin Harper did good, but I also love the comeback story of the San Francisco 49ers and Brendan Ayuk because Brendan Ayuk actually did pretty good. And normally I would be against it because I'd be, oh, Debo Samuel, I want him to do so good, but this puts less pressure on Debo Samuel so people start actually guarding Brendan Ayuk because no one was even guarding him, even though he fumbled and 
Jordan George Kittle came back and he played well and he also fumbled. But it seemed like the offense was able to do a lot. It seemed like it, this is probably the best San Francisco performance, even though they lost to the Cardinals they've had in a minute, uh, just because it felt like all their weapons were in full steam ahead. I think this is better for everybody. George Kittle owners will get or, or people who roster George Kittle will have will be happier. Brian you people, if you kept them that long, I mean, also, I mean, I, let me pray for you because I had to. Sweet Jesus, <laughs> you kept them that long. You're one patient. You're one patient human I got being, it, bro. I got and then Dio Samuel will also just uh, better offense in general will, will succeed. Elijah Mitchell, he played pretty good. Uh, he seemed like he was in on almost every down, if I can remember. I don't remember him coming out. I mean, Hasty was in there for a little bit, but it seemed like Mitchell was the main guy. Um, so I think this offense is going to become more fancy up by the week. All right. My love for this week was any given Sunday. We saw the Bills lose to the Jaguars. We saw everyone who was in first in the division was at least losing at some point in this week's slate of games. So, yeah, I just love that football is football, and yet it, it's not anything to do with fantasy. It's more to do with football. But, yeah, the fact that any team can go out there and win, any team can go out there and lose, uh, yeah. I I like football, so that, it's fun for me to watch. Who would have thunk it? Hmm. Um, speaking of loving the game of football, and then also relating to the uh, 49ers-Cardinals game, my love is James Conner. This man went off this week and basically carried the Cardinals on his back, saying, Kyler Murray, who? D-Hop, who? And I bet he was watching Pulp Fiction before this because he channeled some uh, Samuel Jackson's Jules Winfield and said to the 49ers, and I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is James Conner when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Because he had 173 total yards, five catches, and three total touchdowns, which now puts him at 11 total touchdowns, which is more than anybody besides quarterbacks. Uh, Chase Edmonds might be out for a while, and this game, like before this, he was kind of touchdown dependent. But I think this game he showed that he can also get the job done in terms of catches and yards, and then just touchdowns just come along with, with him. So look out for James Conner, who helped me blow out my opponent, intern Aaron, this weekend. Nice. So thank you, James Conner. All right, that'll do it for our Pat podcast today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to tell your friends about the podcast. We are here to help you, the listeners, the followers, the fans, the daydreamers. So become an official daydreamer. Head over to patreon.com. Find us on Daydreamer Media. Subscribe to us. Donate a little bit of money if you have any. If you don't have any, that's fine. You guys can go get all of our stuff on our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. We also have our Instagram and Twitter, FFDaydreamers. So go ahead and go follow us there. If you guys have any questions, just hit us in the DMs. Uh, you guys have anything to plug? Uh, no, I do not. Just look at my Twitter, R-O-K-K-O. 
Rocco. Daydreamer. Yeah, check out my Twitter as well because I'm actually posting stuff to it. Daydreamer Keone and the uh, the website. Check out the articles because they they help. Both in, or both producer Ian and I have been on really good streaks. So it's you know it took a little bit of time, but we're hitting our stride, and they'll help you win your week and you know start somebody who you need to start or sit somebody who will not perform. So check out those on Fridays as well as all the other articles on fantasydaydreamers.com. And then go follow us on Twitch. Uh, we do some live podcasts. Th- this is actually being recorded live right now. You guys could be watching us on Twitch uh, Mondays and Wednesday nights. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter. We post the links there. Follow us on Twitch. And uh, yeah, tell your friends. Remember, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.